Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Hello, everybody. Pastor here. Hope everyone is having an amazing, amazing evening. God bless you today. Going to be doing a Bible study here from my office. And I uh, hope the Lord, the Lord speaks to your spirit. I, uh, I do want us all to begin to think about some things that are going on right now. We are um, in America getting ready to see a great storm hit part of our country. They're talking about a Category 4. I did not see the updates within the last hour. I have talked to a couple pastors from the uh, Gulf of Mexico border there in Texas. And uh, and there's someone actually here putting our sound in that he lives in Lake Charles. They're expecting Lake Charles to be potentially 20 feet underwater. The whole city, 20 feet underwater. My God. Uh, it's a it's a stirring. It's a it's it's moving. We want to pray and ask God to be with these pastors and families. Michael Richardson, member of the Anchor Coshocton, his family is in that area. They're expecting Houston to get hit hard. We want to be in prayer, and so uh, I'm hoping everyone will join me in prayer. I do think about uh, Luke 21 and 25. It's not my text tonight, but. The Bible does tell us that in the sign of his coming and the heavens will be shaken, that the, that the sea, read it later, Luke 21 and 25, it says that the sea will be roaring. How many hurricanes have we seen since in the last 15 years? It's just unbelievable, the amount. We want to be mindful and prayerful, okay? So uh, would you join me in praying for Bishop White? Uh, Matthew Tuttle, just to name a couple pastors from there, Michael Richardson's family, Ethan that's right now putting uh, the sound in the church. Let's pray that God would protect his home. I've already prayed with him personally just a moment ago. God would protect his family. And also, uh, uh, if you can, just before we start praying, make sure that you hit share. Uh, Get uh, your friends and family watching Bible study tonight. And uh, anyhow, God bless you. Let's pray. Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray right now for our friends, God, down by the Gulf of Mexico, that your hand would be upon them. That, God, you would stir their hearts, oh God, and their minds and bring them comfort, oh Lord, today. Protecting their homes and their families. We pray that this hurricane, that when it makes landfall, that the hurricane would die in strength, oh God. Lord, that would lower even down to some tropical storm. We're praying right now that, God, you would create a wall, Lord, right now to stop this storm. Protect these families, God, Lord, of this, this, uh, this tragedy of the storm. In Jesus' name, we pray for Bishop White, for Brother Tuttle, all of these people, God, the churches that are down there. Lord, just protect, pray that you would protect the... Uh, Lord, the, the, these people, God, that's dealing with this, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. I, uh, I want to talk tonight about, the um, Bible talk, tells us about investing in other fields and, and the law of giving. Jesus' teaching was so powerful because it was, 
It was sort of the, the opposite, really, of the way uh, our minds think. We think to be first, we've got to skip line and be first. At the climb, get at the top of the ladder of the company, you've got to, you got to climb beyond people. Um, you know, to, to receive, you've got to get. That, that seems to be the mindset, natural mindset of, of logical mindset. If you need something, get it. But in Jesus' teaching, he taught so different. He said that if you want to receive, then you must first what? You've got to give. He taught that the way of up was down. He told us to, uh, uh, to way to live was to die. His teaching was so opposite of logical thinking. And, uh, and I want to talk about one of those principles here right now is it's easy to give in an area, whether it's your talent, it's your time or your treasure. It's easy to give uh, to an area that you're going to receive from. It's easy to invest in the company that you're working for and to receive because you know you're going to get dividends from that. It's easy to put your time in there, your strength or your talent in the company because they're going to, in return, what they're going to do, they're going to, the company is going to be blessed. It's going to bless you. Uh, and we believe in giving to the church. We believe in giving to the church that where we attend. And with that benefit, the church is stable. The church is strong. And it we re benefits as members from a strong church. Uh, we receive the word. We receive a safe place. We um, uh, A place where the house of God blesses us. But years ago, the Lord taught me a principle. He spoke to me and, and I was at a meeting and he told me to give a large offering to global missions, but he told me to give it in such a way that it wasn't anything connected to me. I didn't understand it at the time, but I stepped out in faith. My wife and I did, and we wrote a check and gave it, and I, I, I called global missions, and we sent them that check, and and uh, I, I said, he said, do you want to direct it to anything? I said, I just want you to use it where you feel to use it, and uh, because all of us have this thing called a circle, and if you can, I want you to follow along with this teaching, this teaching here, here tonight. But we all have uh, a circle that we deal with, um, our circle. This, this circle represents um, our world. It represents what we benefit from, this, this circle here. This circle is our family. It, it's our work. It's our church family. When I when I see this circle right here, I think of the word uh, familiar. It this circle right here is where I live. It's it, if I pay my taxes in this city, uh, you know, I'm going to benefit from that because my city is better. If I pay my my taxes in the country I live, let's maybe call it the USA, the country that I live. Let's call it the circle Zanesville. Okay. Let's call that circle Zanesville. And uh, this is where God has called me. This is a circle that God has put me in. He's put me with my family. He's given me a job here. He's given me a church here. It's, it's now familiar to me. And so what happens is, is when I'm investing, I'm investing in my circle, whether it be my time, my talent, or my treasure. And there's a benefit to that. There, I'm not certainly going to teach against that. You know, you investing in your family, your friends, your work, your job. And so, but what I do want to say is, I do believe God expects at some point in our life that we invest in a field over here somewhere 
that's not in our circle, uh, such as global missions. And I realize it impacts the kingdom as a whole that benefits us. But when you begin to invest in a field that you are not uh, involved in, uh, maybe a church that doesn't benefit you or any of your family members, um, maybe another city somewhere that you're not going to get any dividends from that. Uh, it's not affecting you directly. There is a benefit that God brings back into your life. Let me, let me share this with you, such as global missions. You know, if I give to a foreign country, a global country somewhere, and I affect a missionary there, it really, really logically does not impact the U.S. It doesn't impact uh, Zanesville. It might not impact my family. Blessing it is going to bless them, but it's not going to bless, bless me logically. What I've learned is when I am willing, willing to invest in another field, it opens up a supernatural blessing in my field. And so by me stepping out in faith and saying, I'm going to bless somebody that can't bless me, that it allows God to entrust me with his treasure, with his finances, with his prosperity. And uh, I want you to get this point here today because I'm very, very passionate about this. Jesus said, Take somebody to dinner or invite somebody to your house for dinner that they are unable to ask you to their house for dinner because they're not financially able to bless you. What he was saying was, learn to bless people that cannot bless you. One proverb tells us that, one proverb tells us that they that give to the poor shall never lack. What is he saying? What's the principle here? Is uh, you can get back and read in the book of Numbers. Uh, about the laws of taking care of the poor. And you can also see, you want to talk about judgment of God, judgment of God or the wrath of God, which is just talking about God's wrath towards sin. But when someone takes advantage of the poor that do not have the ability to take care of themselves and then somebody exploits them or somebody hurts them or takes advantage of them, they will receive judgment from God like you've never seen on anything else. and But when someone in the kingdom blesses someone that cannot bless them, there is a huge blessing that comes to that person. When you help the homeless, when you help someone that maybe you're not going to see. Maybe we do this thing at the Anchor that I think is awesome. We have these cards that we give, and it says you've been blessed by a member of the Anchor Church. But you buy someone's meal at a restaurant, maybe in a drive-thru. You don't even know the people behind you. But you leave a card that says you've been blessed by the member. You're blessing someone that in return cannot bless you. I have, I have done that before, and it's neat. I have been in a restaurant and paid for someone's meal. And before, somebody I didn't, maybe didn't even know, before I can leave the restaurant, Someone has bought my meal before I can ever get out of the restaurant. Why is that? It is the principle of sowing in another field. And as you can see, point behind me here, but as you can see right there, not this field, but someone up here in another field that has zero connection to me. When you are willing to bless someone that cannot give back to you, God says, I'm going to bless that person. 
How many of you want to want to be blessed? Why don't you give a thumbs up or something like that if you want God to bless you? Learn to sow in fields that cannot give back to you. Help in a third world country. Help in a missionary. When a missionary comes through, man, I see all of you responding right now. But it's so true. Uh, we believe in tithing. He said in Malachi chapter 3, if you have your Bibles, let's turn there. Uh, Malachi chapter 3, we believe in paying our tithes and, and uh, we, we have, we've reaped the benefits of that. We really do. In Malachi chapter 3, and, and it says in verse 7, it says, Even from the days of your fathers you are gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me. And he said, I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye said, wherein shall we return? In verse 8 of Malachi 3, he said, will a man rob God? And uh, yet ye have robbed me, but ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? He said, in tithes and offerings. In tithes and offerings. What is a tithe? Tithe is one-tenth. Uh, tithe is one-tenth of what God's given to you, of any increase, no matter what that be, whether whether it be some blessing or some inheritance or whatever it is, the, the, the payment that you get uh, received from working at the job that God gave you that job. When you get paid, you, you tithe on that. You say, God has given me this. And in worship to him and in honoring him, I'm going to give a tenth of that back. And God's going to let me do whatever I want to with the 90%. And uh, he said in verse 9, because they had robbed him in tithes and offerings, he said, you're cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Notice verse 10. He said, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. Notice that's a single house, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith. God said, prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. I've taught this before, and I believe it. You are blessed at mere paying the 10%. You're, if you just tithe, God blesses you. But God doesn't just want us to tithe. God does what? He wants us to give. Uh, we pay our tithes, but we give our offerings. And, uh, and so when we do that, we tithe to the house of God. We tithe to where God has called us to serve locally. But what God does because we tithe, I want to take your hands like this, and say, because we give the tithe, what happens? He opens the windows, not window, but windows of heaven because he's going to bless, bless us upon multiple levels of our life. He opens the windows of heaven and pours us a blessing that we can't contain. What that means is just that mere tithing, God's going to take care of all my needs. Isn't that amazing? And every time he blesses me, I pay that back to him because I believe it's the benefit of the kingdom. Can somebody say amen if you've ever experienced that? And so what do I do if he opens the windows of heaven? Out of my blessing, I give offerings. Where do I give my offerings? That's what I'm teaching. You can give an offering to somebody uh, that can never give it back to you. Give it to the poor. Somebody's house burns down. He did not say bring all your tithes and all your offerings to the storehouse. Let me word it this way. He did not say, bring all uh, your offerings to the church. He did say, bring your tithe to the storehouse. That's, that's the church house. That's where the priesthood's going to be. 
But when he said, you don't pay your tithes at different places, but what do you do with your offerings? You can bless a family member. Yes. You, he said, if you see your brother in need and you shut up your bowels of compassion, how dwelleth the love of God in you? God blesses his people in such a way that it allows their ends to be met. It, 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 it allows their needs to be met. Let me put it this way. And uh, watch this circle. We're talking about circles here tonight. And so let's get back to draw your circle. Let's talk about the blessing. The blessing of your circle. And so when you're talking about my circle, when I tithe, God pours a blessing right back in my circle. That's exactly what he does. He blesses my circle. He's, he blesses my family. He, he pours it in to my circle. Now, now let, me, let me help you here today. If God has given you a blessing for this circle, and I believe it's more than that, but, and you, you go out and you spend as if you live in that big of a circle, and you're buying things that you can't afford, and God has given you this much, we call this our means, our, our means, living within our means, and you go out and you buy things you can't afford just because God's blessed you doesn't mean you can go that you can go buy the entire county. It, it, it doesn't mean that you can go buy a car that you can't afford. Just because you're blessed doesn't mean you go in major debt. What it does mean is that God blesses you in the state where you are. He's going to allow you. You've got to figure that out. My dad used to teach. Uh, my dad used to teach. He would say, he said some people that all they need is a five cent raise to go in to go in major debt. They think they got this raise. They're going to go buy. They're going to upgrade. And uh, but God's called us to live within our means. Can somebody say amen to that? So God begins to bless the circle. I'm going to show you where people get in trouble. Is that they're in this circle that God is blessing, but they always are trying to out live outside of that. And uh, here's something. Let's talk soul winning for a minute. Let's just go in the same mindset. This is your circle that God has called you to minister to. This is the circle that God has called you to minister. And uh, I looked at one of our missionaries one time and I told him, I said, who did God call you, call you to reach? He said, God called me to reach the whole nation. I said, you're telling me God called you to reach the entire nation of I mean, it was, it was millions upon millions upon millions. I said, yes. I said, you're going to become weary. You're going to lose your strength. You're going to lose your mind. I said, God didn't call you to reach the whole country. He called you to reach a portion. I want everybody to grab this. You heard me teach it this week, but I want you to grab this and say my circle. I want you to say that right now. I want you to say my circle. God calls you to reach your circle. When God calls a man or a woman to a place, he's going to call them. I remember some one time somebody was at the church and, and uh, um, they, were, they were a little tipsy, I think, in the altar. And I'm trying to get this adjusted here. But they were a little tipsy in the altar. And I said, what do you want God to do? And they said, I want him to save. And they said it with a drunken stupor, you know, I want him to save the world. And I thought, wouldn't that be nice? One prayer, and the whole world is saved and reached with the gospel. And it doesn't work that way. How do we reach the world? I'm going to show you how. 
Bishop Ferris used to teach. He said, you know how you eat an elephant? Anybody know how to eat an elephant? Anybody know? Put it, put it in there. If you can, if somebody, if, here's a pop quiz. How do you eat an elephant? He said, one bite at a time. You want one small bite at a time. And here it is right here. What I'm teaching you today is you reach the world by reaching your local circle, by reaching your circle. How are we going to reach Ohio? I'll tell you how we're going to reach Ohio, by reaching Zanesville. How are we going to reach Zanesville? By reaching our neighborhood. How are we going to reach our neighborhood? By reaching the people in our house. One man said one time, he said he wanted to change the world. And uh, he said, I, I want to change the world. And said, spend his life trying to change the world. He got to a place and he said he realized he didn't have enough time to change the world. Uh, so he decided to reach his nation. He started, running out of, he started running out of time to reach the nation. So you know what he did? He said, I, I've got to reach my city. Time was shortening on his life. He said, I don't have time to reach my city. He said, I, I, I've got to reach my family. And he realized he was at such short time he couldn't reach his family. He's laying on his deathbed and he said, I need to reach me. He said, because I realize now that if I could have saved me, I could have taken care of me. He said, I could have reached my family. I could have reached my community. I could have reached my, my, my city. I could have reached my nation and could have changed the world. How are we going to change the world? By taking care of you first. I've seen people want to have ministries when, they're, when their heart's not right with God themselves. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Man, I feel a witness of this right now. God calls you first. You've got to be saved. How can you reach somebody when you're not blessed? How can you reach somebody when your heart's not toward the Lord? But if you will start with you first, and out of that comes in the, the, the blessings of God, because I'm right now, I've got something I can do. I'm going to reach who? I'm going to reach always. I want you to say this. God has called me to reach my circle. He has. He's called me to reach my circle. And so when you begin to go back, and uh, um, let me just throw this in here again. Y'all can see this. God, and, and I want you to take a moment before I move on. I want you to take a moment, and I want if you have a note pen or something there, I want you to draw a circle like this. And I want you to put where your circle is. And uh, how small can you make that circle to where you start? Uh, I've seen people postpone ministries for absolute years. You know why? Because they saw something this big around. And they could not find where to start. And if you would just start with you, daily prayer, getting to know the Lord, watching God uh, in your own life, and then try to reach the closest people to you, God will open up that circle to a place to where you have influence. It might be a friend on the job. It might be somebody in your community. Hey, this is powerful tonight because I do believe that when God pours a blessing, uh, you know, in your life, I believe, that, I believe there's a blessing to take care of, 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 of a level of stewardship that you have, a level of mindset that you have. You know, when God blesses somebody, he does. He's going to take care of the need. But what do you do with that portion? I believe when God hands you the blessing, the blessing that he puts in here, he judges to see what we do with those finances, what we do with our talent, what we do with our strength. It's easy, and we should. If you're gifted musically, you should be involved in the church. If you're in, uh, with art and things like that, you should be involved in the church. God has called it organizational. Some people love to clean. There's all types of talents and gifts God has given you. 
to use in your circle, in your church, in your community. But what if, and this is where I feel God's called us as the anchor, what if God calls me to go invest in a city, invest in a region, maybe those that are medical, that you've blessed people with your, with your, you have spent years in college to help learn, to learn a medical field. But what if you were able to use those medical giftings in Haiti, somewhere where they cannot give back to you? You're not doing it because you're getting a, you know what I mean? You're getting a big bonus if you go. But you're going to go to a community and you're going to invest in a field. Let me tell you something. You will never outgive in God by investing in people that cannot reward you back. But I'm going to tell you, the Lord keeps great records. God keeps great records. And when you help somebody that cannot help you, the Lord always pours a blessing on you. And he told Abraham, he said, I'm going to bless you. And by blessing you, he said, the whole world, he said, the whole world is going to be blessed. Do y'all believe that? He said, I'm going to bless you in such a mighty way that the, he said, the whole world's going to be blessed. He had one child, but he invested in that one child. And uh, that, that child had, had twins. And then that next child had 12 sons and one daughter. And they became a nation. You've got to start small. And if you invest small and you do it consistently in your circle, God will open up great, magnificent blessings in your life. I was in prayer this morning praying. And I was thinking about the children of Israel and what they were doing in blessing the tabernacle. They were blessing us. They were in the wilderness. And, and God spoke to Moses. He said, tell the people to give. Because we're going to build a tabernacle. Oh, man. I, I, I can just picture those children after they heard uh, Moses' commandment to build a tabernacle that they would focus. That's where they would see the, the pillar of fire by night and the cloud by day. And God would speak to their prophet Moses. And, and I can see those children standing around and, and mom and dad and grandma and grandpa were walking around their tent and, and the things that they owned that were just in that small circle area. And, and uh, hey, dad, I can see, I can see the little lad. Hey, daddy, what, what are you going to give to build the tabernacle? I don't know, son. I'm looking around here to see if I can find something that God had me to give. And, and one, one family said, provided the wood. And somebody else in another family, I can see those children said, what are you going to give? Uh, oh, you know what? Uh, we're going to provide the brass. I just want to give, we've got all this brass that we got from our neighbors in Egypt, and we're going to give this. And somebody else maybe gave the gold, and somebody else some, some of the rings they made, and somebody else gave the wool to make the, the curtains. Amazingly, somebody, somebody in one of those small circles, they provide the material that would make the veil that hang, hung between the holy, the holy of holies and the holy place. Somebody was going to provide the wood. It didn't seem like much, but they built the Ark of the Covenant out of it. And the Ark of the Covenant was built by maybe a wood handed from this person, maybe another part of the wood. It was made of all the same type of wood as Shittim wood, but who's to say it was all given by the same person? But small circles began to give, and it's not long. We've got an Ark of the Covenant, and it's overlaid with gold. Maybe maybe a few rings from this, from this circle of one family, and maybe a, 
uh, a few golden rings from a, a, a family and they melted it down and they made the gold cherubims and all of that. Everybody that gave out of a willing heart, they began to give out of their service. It wasn't one family giving it all, but everybody was given what God told them to give. And what did they have after that? They had the tabernacle and they heard from the things of God. They heard the blessing of the Lord. It benefited them. My prayer this morning was when everybody chips in and gets involved, we all get to benefit from the kingdom of God. But I do believe that God didn't just call us to have this great place called the anchor, this great blessing place in Zanesville. I believe God has called us to invest in other cities that maybe can never help us. How about Guatemala? Guatemala's far as I know, they've never given anything back to Zanesville. And we don't require that, but we've invested in Guatemala. And every time I land in that, in that Guatemala city, and then we go from there to Flores and I go down and I see those people. And they're so thankful that we've given to there. Haven't been to Southeast Asia yet, but I will. But God's called us to be blessed in our circle, to give out of our circle. He's also called us to manage our circle. And uh, um, can I say to you, don't try to live outside the means of your circle. Trust God and be prayerful, the stewardship, and grow that, maybe that finance into a place that God, through the blessing of the Lord and through stewardship. But God takes all of these circles, your families, I'm calling these circles families if you haven't noticed, and guess what he does? God takes these families and impacts, a huge impact by doing what? by joining arms with each other to make. It might be $25 from one family. It could be $200 from another family. It could be 25 cents from a child. But we take that and we send that on missions. That's why every first Sunday, and remember this, first Sunday is going to come up. It's Mission Sunday. We are committed. We are committed to giving to missions. Last year alone, we, we gave in the Anchor Church about $170,000 to missions. It's remarkable what God is doing. We are reaching people around the world, and I'm stirred. Learn to live inside the means of your circle. But don't ever spend every single thing that you have in this circle that you can't bless a circle that cannot give back to you. It is biblical principle to bless people that cannot bless you. You can, you can give to your brother and your, your sister and your, your mom and your dad and you can give to those needs. But how about blessing someone you don't know? That's the teaching of tonight. As I feel like we need to give in a way to bless somebody that we don't, they, they have no reason or any connection to get back to us. Would you pray? Let's pray for a moment together. Lord, we love you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. I pray, God, that you would... Put people in our path that are broken, that we can take time and invest in them. Maybe our talent invest in them. Maybe our treasure invest in them. But God, there's people out there. They can't give us advice, but they need it. They, they don't have anything to bless us with because their lives are shattered. But help us to invest in people, God, that can never invest in us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. It makes sense. You can read it later. Matthew chapter 25. He said, he, he told the man that took five talents and he made five out of it. He said, enter in thou good and faithful servant. He went to the man, he gave two talents and he made two more out of it. So it became four. He said, enter into the uh, joy of the Lord. Um, and, and, and what he was saying to him, 
thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful of a few things that will make you ruler of many. He took the one man in Matthew 25 that gave one talent. He said, where's your talent? And he said, oh, I was afraid because you will reap in a field that you didn't sow. So I just buried it. I didn't give it to a merchant. I didn't do anything with it. The Lord took his from him and gave it to the man that now had 10 talents. He said, because you knew that I do reap in a field that I do not sow. Could I tell you, if it's a principle that God will reap in a field he didn't sow, is this, is, is this a principle that we should sow in a field that we won't reap? I believe so. I believe we need to invest, invest in people because he will. Hey, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And if I can bless somebody, and I do believe you can walk in such a way with God. I do believe that the Lord can quicken you to help people, to help people. And I believe out of that, through the love of giving uh, practical things, temporal things, that you'll learn to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. How can I be using the gifts of the Spirit if I can't share something that I can see, a temporal thing, whether it's finances or maybe my time? But God has called us to be a blessing to people around us. I want to share just a, just a few more minutes. I want to share something about the circle. Something I told a missionary one time. I said, what's going to happen? Let's build a circle here again. What's going to happen if God called you to reach this circle? And you're trying to reach this circle. You see, if God called you to reach this circle right here, and you're trying to reach this, this circle, guess what's going to happen? You're not going to have enough money. You're not going to have enough money. You will not have enough energy. You will not have peace. You're not going to have strength. You're not going to have any of those things. Why? Because where God calls you, he equips you with enough to do what he's called you to do. Somebody ought to say amen. That's the truth. If he calls you to reach a certain place, then he's going to give you the blessing. He's going to give you the finances. He's going to give you the strength. He's going to give you the passion. He's going to give you the words. He's going to give you the will. I know a man one time that was pastor in a church, and he said he planned on staying there forever. He said it was absolutely amazing. He said, I never went one time and didn't have a word for that congregation. He said, somebody called me in another state and wanted me to come and uh, try out for a church. He said, I told him, no, I'm not coming. He said, I was perfectly content to be where I was. He said, perfectly content. He said, uh, I went to the church. I did, refused to go down to Texas where it was. He said, I went to prayer for the, for the church where he was and in the field God had called him. He said, I could not get a message to preach. Isn't that interesting? He said, it was like heaven was brass. I could not get a word for that church. And he said, I called that church up. That, that had called me. He said, I'll be there. He said, I instantly had a word. Because God provides everything you need for the circle that he's called you to reach. And the Lord is going to put people in your circle. Acts chapter 8 is exactly what happened. He told Philip, leave Samaria. Go down. There's somebody I want you to reach. Quit trying to reach people God didn't call you to reach. You'll, you'll find yourself less frustrated. And... Uh, one plants, one waters, but God gives an increase. I believe God's going to put people in your path, in your circle, but you've got to be vigilant. 
You've got to be sober-minded. Um, you've got to be aware. So start your day off with prayer and say, God, what is my circle? What do you want me to do? And I'm telling you, he's going to provide. If he called you to reach this circle and you're trying to reach out of here, you're going to be broke. Uh, you're going to be stressed. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be very discouraged. And, and the devil will try to put people in your life to pull you out of that circle, put you out of here, and you're not reaching anybody that God called you to reach. But when God calls you to a place, he gives you passion. And, and here's the prayer tonight that you can pray. is God, give me discretion. Give me discretion. And when you, when you are in the will of God, it doesn't matter. The storms come. You're going to have peace. But if you get out of the will of God, you're not going to have any peace. God cannot give you peace if you're outside of your circle. He can't give you strength outside your circle. He cannot give you finances, and he won't give you the finances that you need outside of your circle. But if you'll reach your circle, he's going to provide everything, and he's going to grow it as he entrusts you with more. Somebody say amen. I really believe this. God wants to bless us. He does. Go to bed reading Deuteronomy 28 and believe it, because guess what? He's going to bless you coming in, and he's going to bless you coming out. He's going to bless you in the city. He's going to bless you in the field. Only, beneath, only above and not beneath. He said, you're going to be the lender and you're not going to be the borrow, borrow. He said, borrower. He said, I'm going to take care of my people. Again, give, try to bless somebody that cannot bless you. And if you will, the Lord will open a door and open a blessing in your life like you've never had before. God bless you. So good to see all of you amazing people tuning in tonight. Remember, this coming Saturday, 7 p.m., it's going to be an awesome service. Sunday morning at 8.30 and at 10.30. We're going to have powerful, powerful church. Don't miss it. There's going to be people giving their life to God. There's going to be miracles, healings. God's going to touch so many people and prayer on Sunday night. And guess what? On September the 5th, we have Brother Evangelist Shane Burns going to be with us Saturday at 7 and all of our services on Sunday. You don't want to miss that. He's going to come and preach the word to us. So excited about it. Hey, it's an honor to pastor the greatest people on the face of the planet. Sister Bounds and I love all of you all. God bless you, and you have a blessed week. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.